The rain is absolutely dumping down, and our feet swish through the grass. We knew it was going to be awful, with the rain in the forecast all day and a trailless bog uphill. But we're rested. We spent the entire day here yesterday, the glorious sunny day at Scotland's most remote bothy. But now the time has come to head back. It's down a slight incline from Yaobui to Loch Calavi, nestled under towering Monroes. I hear the water rushing as the loch pours out into a burn and heads down the glen. We crossed it yesterday to get here, balancing on lumps of moss and grass, wobbling above black peaty puddles. But something feels different today. There's a new arm to the river. Oh no! The rain that began late last night... It's flooded the river. What was a reasonable cross on a rock path is now a raging block of water, wide and heavy against my legs. Okay, who's going first? You're listening to the Blissful Hiker Podcast. I'm Allison Young, the blissful hiker, sometime professional flutist, sometime voice artist, and full-time pedestrian. Thanks so much to Lucky Trekking Poles and Bolega Socks for their support. Also, Summit Orthopedics in the Twin Cities, my choice for two total hip replacements. My goal in sharing stories of walking long-distance trails as a solo, female, middle-aged, titanium-reinforced hiker is to empower you to learn to hike your own hike, too. The drive up to Strathcairn gets more and more glorious as we head north again, and shockingly sunny. We stop for pictures at a castle and tea on the lock, the sun bright in and out of light clouds. This time, the waiter is gentle and generous, the cook Claire showing me her shortbread just out of the oven and offering a recipe to take home. It was so nice at the Karen for tea that we returned for dinner. I order squatties. They're from the hermit crab family and like tiny lobster tails. Claire instructs me how to crack off their shell, use the wee fook to dig out the sweet, savory meat, and then soak out the last of the juicy bits from the shell. I've got a cold and have been coughing enough to have to visit the chemist to get some medicine. When my hiking partner mentions I caught it from someone in a bothy, the customer in line behind us comments, A bothy in this weather? Serves you right. Well, we're headed to another bothy, and the fog is lifting from the lock under a brilliant blue sky. I hack my way up to the bee lock, the trail obvious and hardly wet. The sun's actually in my eyes, and my waterproofs, my rain gear, it's still in my bag. The mountains seem more spread out here as we climb losing the lock below and entering an empty space of brown grass on humps rising higher and higher. It's easy walking, and we talk most of the way, arriving at a lock and turning silver as clouds begin to move in. I've mentioned the light in Scotland, which I find so unusual. The sun will spotlight on the grass in a warm glow while leaving a range of peaks in the distance absolutely black. And it changes quickly, the light in an oval ahead, moving next to me on my right. The light play continues as we reach the final bee-lock and look down on Ben Droenig Lodge in a bowl of Monroes, one draped in a rainbow. 
There's a road here that we'll follow in the glen once we descend. Also a bothy, where my friend hopes to base tonight. I secretly want to head in further to the second bothy, but right now we have to contend with bog underfoot. There's no trail at all, and we pick our way carefully as the massive Monroes ahead go fuzzy, indicating rains on the way. We sit down and put on our rain gear as it hits us, not heavy or cold, but insistent for about ten minutes. That's followed by a fresh breeze, as often predicted in the weather. Not one that's fast or dangerous, but you can certainly feel it. The going is slow, so we cut over to the road, which takes us in long strides past a dam and across a bridge at Rocky Rapids. It's uphill to the Bothy, tucked in by a stream and next to a house with a Range Rover. I find this kind of an odd spot, and when we try the door, it's locked. <sighs> it's a bummer for sure, but it's only one o'clock, and the sun's back out. So we sit on the stoop and have a snack. And since I really wanted to walk to the next Bothy, I'm perfectly happy. It's still easy walking up a jeep track and out of this wide glen. It takes us to a new valley surrounded tightly by mountains. Deer run across our path. It's said that they roar, but it sounds more like one of those Swiss toys for children when you tip it over and then back up. They sound kind of like a moo. We're back in a misty fuzz as the rain comes down near the lock. Signs point to the best routes up several Monroes. Someone has anchored a blue rowboat at the far shore. The trail follows the lock around and we cross its outlet and head up on boggy ground. It shoots down and Ted is certain we should take that trail. But my map tells us to keep following up. Soon we see a tiny lock below and a white rectangle on the other side next to a rushing river. It's got to be the Bothy. But how do we get there? We're really high up here, and it seems we contour the hills to get down. Below us is churned-up earth of deep, muddy bog that we have to skirt unless we want to sink into our elbows. We probably should have taken that trail back a ways. But do we turn around? Never. <laughs> Instead, we try and find a way down, hopping across the wettest bits and avoiding holes made by rushing water. As we level off, it becomes obvious the stream can't be crossed. I consult the guide and realize we came too far over and need to backtrack towards the lock where it's shallow on rocks. But here we walk in wetlands with only mossy islands to support us in a sea of deep water. I hop from one to the next, careful of where I stab my stick. Each island hump is wobbly, so I squeal as I move forward, uncertain which one will give way. Miraculously, I stay upright, and Ted yells back, It gets better. <laughs> no more humps, just water and grass to a cross and the right trail. Hey, at least we know how to return. The first step, where the water is, is fastest and deepest, and it's a doozy off the eroded and slippery embankment. But now we power up to the stone bothy painted white. At first, Ted can't open the door, but it's just a tricky latch, and we're in. The Mountain Bothy Association has installed skylights, and we choose to sleep in the loft where we can spread out all our gear in a large and clean wooden space. 
We get water for dinner outside as the sun sets down the glen, creating its magical spotlight on the tops of Monroe's, and a long shaft, first yellow, then pink, against the rocky and grassy hills. Just then, two young men in shorts and gaiters show up and take over the common room. They're nice enough, walking just to Ulapool this year and racking up massive miles each day, even walking in the dark. At first, we feel kind of bad that we stopped the thru-hike. But then we remember the misery of non-stop heavy rain and the danger. We'll have to walk back the way we came tomorrow, so it's not quite like moving forward, but things do change when you see them from a new perspective, especially when the rain fills the burn to overflowing, and you have to move like a crab, slowly across until you can flop yourself down on a grassy embankment, not caring one bit if you're wet or muddy, because you're feeling alive. It's not a compromise at all. Walking what we can still has its challenges of lost trail, locked bothies, rain, and bog. And it was absolutely beautiful, especially that first night. No, our compromise of a Cape Wrath sampler platter suits us just fine. And no meal tastes as good as one eaten after exertion, and with a lonely and wild view in the Scottish Highlands. And here's something cool. Out of the skylight from my sleeping bag, I can see stars. You can subscribe to Blissful Hiker wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a review on Apple to help the show get discovered. Blissful Hiker is on Patreon right now. You can become a patron and support the show financially. There's a link to Patreon in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. My website is also where you can find other episodes, read the blog, see pictures, and contact me, blissfulhiker.com. Next week, it's more of the Cape Wrath Sampler, a beautiful bothy, a lot of rain, and some very loud visitors. Until then, my friends, kia kaha, and happy trails. <laughs>